Well, happy Father's Day. Oh, man, that was so weak. You forgot there was bacon at the end of service, man. Happy Father's Day, everybody. It is so good to see you this morning, and I hope uh, that uh, you enjoyed that little uh, uh, compilation video of some of uh, DC Kids that we've got happening today. And uh, you say, well, why is it that we would put that? Well, we're in the middle of a series called Playlists, and in the midst of that, we're looking at some songs, some popular songs that we know, and we're pulling a little bit more out of them. And so every week we had a different song, and this week is uh, Darius Rucker's It Won't be like this for long and I thought how appropriate for us would be for us to have that kind of song uh, today to represent for Father's Day because I don't know uh, how many of you out there are dads or moms or, or grandparents or or maybe you just babysit a lot of kids from down the street but uh, but guess what if you have learned one thing over your life and your span that you're going to find out that guess what the current situation the current height the current intake of food that they have it won't be like that for long. I promise you that it's going to be. It's going to be so much different. So, uh, but good morning. Uh, if this is your first time here, I just wanted to introduce myself. My name is Curtis Jones. I, with my wife Amy and our incredible group of Go Team members, help to lead Discover Church. We are so thankful that you're here today and that you chose to celebrate Father's Day with us this morning. And uh, if you have your Bibles or your iPhones or your uh, Android, whatever you have, if you have the Bible on that, your version app, you can go ahead and get those out. We're going to be looking at the book of Genesis today. And also, don't forget that whether you do it right now or you do it a little bit later, we have our check-in challenge for the month, which if you don't know what that is, that means that for every time you check in on Instagram or Facebook and tag that you're at Discover Church today, that you're going to make a difference in somebody's life. Every month we change, and this month we are thankful to sponsor and partner with the Smoky Mountain Children's Home. So you're going to make a difference in the life of a child, in, in, in uh, the life of uh, someone, just by saying that you were here today as part of our partnership that we make with you, and we're super excited about that. We're in the midst, though, of a, of a playlist and in the, as part of our playlist songs and our theories that we've been going, you can go back uh, on any anywhere where you listen to uh, your your uh, messages. Whether we it's discoverchurch.cc, we have our previous messages on there, as well as anywhere that you can find podcasts. You can check those out if you've missed some of the past ones. Uh, but we've tackled some really great songs so far. But uh, I, when I uh, Th- thought about this song and, and today, uh, one of the things that I really thought about is about the fact that, you know, every year as we celebrate Mother's Day, we celebrate Father's Day, we have these milestone moments in our lives. And for us as parents and e- for children and even for grandparents and for those of you that are connected with your family and, and in any way, that we realize that things are constantly changing, aren't they? Things are constantly adapting and moving. Uh, you know, we have some of our uh, folks right here in Discover Church that just graduated high school this year. So guess what? Their lives are about to change. We have kids that are moving up from uh, different schools. Their life is changing. Some of you, you finally are kicking all your kids out of your house and you're celebrating because your life is changing. Uh, but uh, it's it's exciting when that happens. But in the midst of that, right, there's phases and steps that go through this. 
And today, I really wanted to take just a couple minutes with you to kind of talk about uh, legacy to a certain extent. And we're going to do this uh, kind of looking at the life of Abraham because uh, I think it's definitely one of those ones when you read scripture, Abraham is one of those guys that has the reoccurring, reoccurring theme where you talk and hear about him over and over and over again. Uh, if you go to Carrie's camp this summer or if you send your kids to VBS or maybe you were at VBS at some, you're going you're gonna to sing Father Abraham had many sons and many sons had Father Abraham, right? Uh, I know it, it, I've compul- I, I'm like through compulsion, I have to finish it out. I'm one of them and so are you. So let's just praise the Lord, right arm, left hand, left. Okay. All right. You got it. So uh, if you don't know that, so come with me afterwards. We'll teach you. It's better than the hokey pokey. Okay. We'll, we'll get you squared away. But, uh, uh, today, though, we're going to look at Abraham, the life that he led, and, and we're going to learn a little bit about him. And I want to start you off with maybe kind of the introductory part to Abraham, okay? And this is in Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 or 2. It says this. It says that the Lord said to Abram, and the reason it's Abram still, not Abraham, because God had not changed his name. His name. He ends up getting his name changed, but it hasn't happened yet. But God says to him, he says, go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land that I will show you. And he says in verse two, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you and I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. So here we have God speaking to Abraham, okay? And at this time, he's, uh, you know, as we tend to do, right? We typically stay with our family, a lot of us, until we absolutely have to. And still, until they threaten to raise the rent or they kick us out or they're telling us not going to pay for our schooling or whatever, you know, whatever the situation is, right? So Abraham is living with his dad and his extended family in this massive group of people, right? And he decides when God tells him this, that Abraham has a choice here. He does. He, he has a choice whether he's going to stay to what is comfortable and what he knows or whether he's going to fulfill what God has called in his life, and he's going to step out in faith. And when he does this, then God makes him an incredible promise here. He says that I'm going to make you into a great nation, and I'm going to bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. And so we find out through... If you have read the story of Abraham, and I'll just give you the, the really quick highlights uh, that are really quick caps on, on his life, we find that Abraham, he, he had some really good times and he had some not so good times, like many of us, and he's somebody that hopefully that we can kind of relate to because there's some moments in Abraham's life that we'll talk about today that are like, dude, what are you thinking? You know, like, what happened? But that, remember, every time you say that about somebody in Scripture, remember, you've had those moments in your own life too, okay? You had the, 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 the what are you thinking uh, kind of thing. But we find that Abraham, for the most part, you know, uh, when you take a look at his life, he, he did well. He followed God for the most part, you know, as I would say, sometimes he did this. Uh, you know, he had faith, right? He he left his family and he went out, you know, and, and he had faith to do exactly what God told him to sometimes, you know, not all the time, but some of the times, you know, and, and, and he seemed to know what he was doing and he seemed to, to really be able to follow the plan in the script sometimes. He sometimes he did all these things. So at, at moments, Abraham looks like he's this super champion of God and he looks great. And then other times you're sitting there scratching your head going, wow, what, what happened? But in, through everything that Abraham runs into, through everything that Abraham uh, has going on in his life and all the decisions that he makes, 
God still chooses to honor the very command that he gave him here in Genesis 12, verse 2, that he's going to bless him, he's going to make him a great nation, and he's going to make him a blessing to other people. And so Abraham, what happens is Abraham leaves a legacy behind him that is a blessing to others around him. And today as we celebrate Father's Day and, and as we consider uh, kind of what's happening in our own families maybe as we kind of are going to get together, whether you're going to barbecue today or maybe you're going to go out. Uh, if you're going to go to the old mill, let me know when. I'll meet you there, okay? But, uh, but maybe you're going to go out and you're going to celebrate uh, this weekend and we're going to talk about how, uh, you know, as parents and fathers, grandparents, we're going to talk about how blessed we are and how honored we are. But the fact of the matter is, is we're still, if you're still alive, if you're still breathing, you still have the opportunity to leave a legacy. But the thing is, is in the midst of you leaving this legacy, in the, in the midst of you leaving this trail after you for others to follow, you have to remember that every moment that we have, that guess what? Each moment won't be like this for very long. Each moment that we have is a fleeting moment. And so not that that should scare us, but that we should be able to understand and take stock on a daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly basis exactly where we are with our families and with the legacy that we're hoping to leave. I want to share with you uh, one verse from Hebrews, and then we're going to come back to Genesis, and this is what it says in Hebrews 11.8. It says this, it says, By faith Abraham, when called to go to the place that he would later receive his inheritance, he obeyed and he went. And it said, Even though he did not know where he was going, now, he might not have known where he was going, but he still was willing and able, and he still chose to make that decision to do it. He made mistakes along the way. I'm not, I'm not going to try to try to gloss over that. He made mistakes along the way, but he was still willing and able to. And today, I, I know some of you, you may be sitting here saying, well, I'm not a dad, or, or, or I'm not a mom, or, or we don't have kids, but I want to let you know that you can make the difference in lives of people. You can make the difference in lives, and in fact, that's what we are called to do as a church, that's part of one of the, the real key missions for the Go team, you know, for the people that are part and active part of Discover Church. When you're part of the Go team, guess what happens? You're going to make an impact on the people around you. You're going to make an impact on the people in your family and the families next to us. And as we all link arms, we join together, guess what? We're making the legacy happen, and that happens through many different ways. But I just want to give a big, big shout out to all the people that help in DC Kids, uh, because I don't know if you realize, but the people in DC Kids, every single week, they show up with a smile on their faces, and they are excited to see your kids. And I love hearing the stories about it, about the practical applications. Uh, I'll tell you one real quick, but uh, uh, one, of the, one of our students, he, he came back there, and apparently him and his parents had had a rough morning, okay? They had had a really, it was one of those days, okay? Parents, you know those days, right? Those days where you're just like, they said have kids. They said it would be fun, you know what I mean? I'd just leave them on the side of the road and somebody else would pick them up, okay? They had a moment, right? But in the midst of their moment, uh, they, uh, they, part of the lesson for the day was talking about uh, honoring, obeying, and forgiving. And, and it was one of the coolest things that uh, my wife got to tell me about when she came, when he, when this, this little boy, he came out and he seen his parents. You know what was the first thing they said? They said, hey, how's everything going in the back today? Did you, did you have fun? He says, I just want to tell you that I'm sorry, and I shouldn't have acted the way that I acted this morning. And you want to talk about, like, parents were low. 
Like, what did you do to my child? Did you brainwash my child? Take him back and do it again. You know what I mean? So, uh, so it, it, it's amazing, right? When we, when we hear these stories and when we realize that the legacy, the legacy that we have and the people that we, uh, the, that we connect with and the people that we can minister to can make a huge, huge difference. Even though, like Abraham, it says in Hebrews, even though, guess what? Sometimes I fully admit I'm Abraham. I'm stumbling around in the dark. I have no real clue what I'm doing, but still at the same time, God shows up and he does amazing things in my life. And I just wanted to give you just a few points here uh, to talk about kind of legacy and, and remembering again that wherever stage of life that you're in with your kids or your grandkids, with, with, with the stages of life that you're in, guess what? I want to give you a couple things to think about, kind of jot down and try to tie this into Abraham's life here as we go through today. And the first point in that is, is this, is that the small choices really matter more than the big ones. See, we think sometimes that the big choices in our lives are going to be some of the real huge defining moments, right? The certain job that you take or if you're going to move your family from one state to another state. Now, those are obviously, those are really big things. But, you know, when it comes to the job of the job that you take, you, you know, it's probably less about the job that you take and it's more about the hours that you put in. It's going to be more about how you structure your schedule. It's going to be more about what ranks higher on the priority list because guess what? It, it won't be like this for long because we find out that small choices make big differences in our lives because sometimes small choices have trickle-down effects that carry on and long, long past these small choices that we think we make that we really think that they're going to make a difference, right? So in Genesis chapter 16, back to Abraham's story here, now Sarai is, says here, his wife is Sarah, or Sarai, before she gets her name changed by God. This is Abram's wife, had bore him no children. She had an Egyptian slave uh, named Hagar. So she said to Abraham, and this is where, this is, guys, this is never a good idea, okay? If this is your wife, make sure, listen, your wives can have some really good ideas sometimes, but sometimes they're not so really good ideas, all right? Sarah had a really not so good idea at this point in time because she says to Abraham, the Lord has kept me from having children. And remember that God had made a promise to Abraham, and Sarah knew this. God had made a promise to Abraham that he was going to be a great nation. He was going to be a blessing to other people. So they were trying to figure out how can we be a blessed people? How can we be a great nation when we ain't got no kids? We don't, got, we don't have any kids. We don't have any way to pass our inheritance down. How can we be a great nation to people when there's only us? Two people ain't a nation. Right? And that's where the two of them are sitting there looking at each other. And we find that Sarah has this not so great idea because they decide to take some small choices into their lives that make a big, make a big difference. And she says to him in verse 2, the Lord has kept me from having children. She says, so go sleep with my slave and perhaps I can build my family through her. And then Abraham, being a, a guy and a not smart guy who's like, well, okay, uh, that sounds like a plan. I'll go do that. And so what we find out, though, is we find out that through this small choice, this small choice made a huge impact on not only the lives of Abraham and his immediate family, but this, this is a choice and an impact that, guess what, this small decision lasts for generations and generations and even to today. 
the people uh, that uh, are, are, are fighting over this still, this split family. This split family has killed thousands and millions of people over time because guess what? Somebody decided to make a small choice on their own instead of realizing what God had had and trusting in God and, and having that faith. See, it, it's, it's the small choices in our lives. It's the have you... Do you institute a time of prayer with your family? Do you, you spend any time as a family in the Word? Do you have strong communication? That honestly is one of the fun ones that, that I, I, I love hearing about as a pastor is the, the, the people, especially with teenagers. Now, look, I don't, I, I'm just getting into the teenage years, okay? So my kids are getting up there, but they're not there yet. But I, I, it's communicating with family, families that are just like, I just don't understand them. Yeah, I just, I, we, and there's this friction and there's this conflict. And one of the fundamental issues that we have in the, in the friction and the conflict is there is the lack of communication in the family but going to games is good you know we all want to have the 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 soccer team or the baseball team or the whatever it is right going to the games is good but don't let your life and your legacy be so superficial that you think that being at a game is just as important as the spiritual legacy that you're going to leave for your family because guess what it won't be like this for long. Eventually, guess what? They're going to be grown and they're going to be out of the house. And then you're going to hope that the legacy, that the small decisions that you made every day, that the small decisions you made about prayer, about reading, about the communication, about the openness and sharing between family members, that guess what? That that's going to be the thing to help guide them and leave that legacy, that trail for them to follow into the future. And I want to let you know today that there's a lot of people, okay, that I, I, and I, I fully understand this. You say, well, I've got older kids now, or my kids are grown up, or I've got grandkids, and, and trying to do this with them isn't going to be easy. Well, listen, it's never been said that it was supposed to be easy. Raising kids was never easy to very begin with, okay? It, it was never meant to be an easy thing. Do you think it was easy for Abraham to be able to leave his entire family to set out to, to do this new thing that God had called him to do? No, that wasn't easy either. But the fact of the matter is, he was willing to make the small, steady steps over time, even when they made some small, stupid steps, but he was still making the small decisions every day, every week, to make sure that the legacy was left. And that's so important for us to make sure we stay above just the superficial things. Uh, the second part about the fact uh, of leaving the legacy and realizing that, guess what, the time that we have with our families, it doesn't, it doesn't last very long, things change constantly, is that this, you don't leave a legacy overnight. You don't leave a legacy overnight. So once we realize that the small changes, the small things that we do in life are going to be the really important things, the second thing that we have to understand is when your, your, your son, your daughter, whatever, when they, when they throw a fit, when they slam the door, when they, when they burst, when they have the outburst, and you say, this obviously, this isn't working. Well, I want to let you know, don't lose heart because guess what? Legacies were not left in a single day. It takes time, it takes, it takes effort, and it takes energy for these things to happen. And continuing on uh, in the book of Genesis in chapter 17, we talk about this. Uh, Genesis 17 verses 15 through 17 says this, God also said to Abraham, as for Sarah, your wife, you will no longer call her Sarah, Sarai, but you will call her Sarah. In verse 16, it says, I will bless her, and I will surely give, her, uh, give a son by her. I will bless her so that she will be a mother of all nations. Kings and peoples will come 
from her. Now, Abraham here, okay, this is God. God's trying to have a serious moment with Abraham. Like, God is like, you know, listen to me. Oh, that was good. That was really good, wasn't it? Listen to me. You know, he, he tries to have this super serious moment with Abraham, okay? He has a serious moment. But what's Abraham doing? Verse 17, Abraham fell face down, and he laughs, and he says to himself, Will a son be born to a man of a hundred years old, and will Sarah bear a child at the age of 90? And if you continue on, you're going to find that what happens when Sarah hears this, what she do, she cracks up too. She thinks this is the funniest thing she's heard all year. She says, you've got to be kidding me. You've lost your ever-loving mind. There's no way. But what happens is we have to understand that when God makes us a promise, that God delivers on his promises, okay? He keeps his, he keeps his side of the word. So, but we as people become impatient, which is why they made the, this, the, the, the small step they made as a mistake with, uh, with Hagar earlier. That's what happens. We become impatient. But I want to let you know that the, as you grow impatient, uh, just remember this. If you want your children to change the world, you're not going to raise world changers overnight. It's going to take time. It takes effort and it takes energy in order to do that. Listen, we recognize that, that uh, the, the amount of effort and energy that we're putting into D.C. kids and pouring into our students and our families, guess what? We recognize that it's great when we get the stories, right, of the kid that comes out and he tells his parents he's sorry, right? But guess what? Sometimes that doesn't happen on the immediate front. Sometimes it takes, it takes time. It takes effort. It takes energy. It doesn't happen overnight. The next one is, as I'm getting ready to be close to wrapping up here, is this, is that sometimes, sometimes guess what we have to do? We have to hit the reset button. Have you ever had to do that as parents? You ever had to hit the reset button? I've had to hit the reset button. Full disclosure, I probably hit the reset button a lot. <laughs> okay? I had to, and if you don't know what the reset button is, uh, let me tell you what the reset button is. The reset button is, is that you as parents or grandparents or, or, or whatever your position is in your family, your authority, right, you act in that authority and, and you're really, there's nothing wrong with you acting in your authority, but sometimes we use our authority and we do things we shouldn't do with it. Like, for example, just because I have two children and I'm their father and I have authority over their lives doesn't mean that I get to abuse my authority over their lives. doesn't mean I get to do and say things that I shouldn't do or say to them. Now, every once in a while, you can't believe this, I know, but you would never look at me and think that I, I, I can get mad, can you? It's just I have just this bubbly, smiling personality. I mean, me and TJ, I have the personality the same as you. I, I'm just so energetic and bubbly, and people just, they, they never think I lose my cool, ever. Ever. It uh, <laughs> It happens. And when it does, every once in a while, my kids can be on the receiving end of that. But here's the thing. I would probably bet and guarantee that this has happened in your life too. But here's the difference. The difference is you get to make one or two choices. You can hit the reset button or you can just try to sweep it under the rug and act like it never happened. See, when you sweep it under the rug and act like it never happened, you know what your kids say? Your kids say, well, I guess that's just the way he's going to be. I, just, I guess that's just the way she's going to be. They're not going to admit that what they did was wrong. But the ironic part is we want our kids to do that. Isn't that true? But see, for, for me, what I, what I try to do, I, hopefully my son's in the back. He's going to let me know at the end of this message probably how well I do this. What I try to do is when those moments happen 
And I hit the reset button and I get to come back and say, listen, I, I'm sorry, I, I shouldn't have done that. And I know some parents say, you should, why, you, you apologize to your children? Absolutely. I, if there is something I've done that's wrong, I'm gonna, I want to own up to it. I want to own up to it. I want to hit, hit the reset button. And sorry, because guess what that does? That lets him know that, that yeah, I have authority. I'm, the, I'm dad. But guess what? I, I still make mistakes and it's okay. We can hit the reset button. We can restart the communication. We find that this happens to, to Abraham. And, and the problem was, is Abraham didn't really do a very good job with this. And in Genesis chapter 20, verses 1 and 2, we find that Abraham moved from there to a new region. He moved to a new region. And what happens is he stayed in this region. And in verse 2, Abraham says to his wife, uh, Sarah, that she's his sister. See, apparently Sarah was, even at 90, Sarah must have been kind of pretty. She was, a, she was an attractive lady. And so we wanted to make sure that Abraham didn't get himself in trouble for Sarah looking pretty. He didn't want to end up being on the wrong side of a, of a sword or a stick or a prison cell or anything like that. So he decides to say that she's my scissor, sister. He lies about it. And then the king that was in the region does what kings do, and he took her. And we find out that when this happens... And Abraham probably didn't know this because, again, we, we're, we're thinking about small decisions. He made this small decision. He probably was not realizing that this small decision was going to make a, a big difference in his family's life. Because guess what? We find that through Abraham's generation, because the small decisions get made that over time happen and happen and happen, one of the things that Abraham struggled with is sometimes he struggled with telling the truth. He struggled with saying, hey, listen, I was wrong. I shouldn't have done this. He struggled with that. The only time he ever really did it is when he got caught. He got caught, and that's when he did it. And exactly that's what happens here. God speaks to the king, and Abraham has to. He comes back to Abraham and says, "Man, what are you trying to do? You trying to get me in trouble with God?" Abraham says, "Oh, my bad, my bad. It was my, it was my problem." But guess what? Sometimes when the mistakes happen, it's okay for us to admit. And it's okay for us to do that, not when we've been pinned down and we've been put in a box to say, guess what? You did this. Abraham had trouble admitting this. And guess what? One of the things he passed down to his son that passed down to his children, to his children, he had a trouble with lying. He passed the spirit of lying down in deceit to his children. And if you don't believe me, read after, after Abraham's story and carry right on through. And you see a lot of families with a lot of problems. A lot of deceit, a lot of backstabbing, a lot of things were, because guess what? They were so afraid to let down their guard with one another that they wouldn't hit the reset button. The last thing today I wanted to share with you is this one, is that we need to remember when it comes to our legacy, we need to remember that when, guess what, we know that it, it's not going to be in the state that we are for very long. We're not going to have the age kids we have. They're going to grow up. We're not going to have uh, the, the same thing every single day the way it is right now because it's not going to be like this for long. But that God has called us to have a legacy. He's called you to have a legacy. He's called you to leave something behind and instill something in those around you. And the last thing, though, I want you to remember this is this sometimes we get so caught up in all of this we forget the very most critical pivotal thing in all of it and that that is that God will prove himself faithful God will prove himself faithful 
It's going to struggle to happen in the time frame that you want it to happen in probably. I can guarantee it. You're going to want it to happen tomorrow. It's going to take a while. You're going to want it to be like this and God's going to do it in a different way. But guess what? God will always prove himself faithful. God will prove himself faithful. He did this in Abraham's life and what I would consider one of the strangest parts in the book of Genesis. There's a lot of strange parts. One of the ones that I just have a really tough time wrapping my mind around is what happens in Genesis chapter 22. In Genesis chapter 22, God commands Abraham to take his son. Remember the son that he had to wait over a hundred years to receive. He takes this boy and he was commanded to go up and to make a sacrifice. And he was told to put Isaac, his son, on the altar. Now I want to let you know, God, you need, we need to hit the pause button. I got a problem. We got a problem here. But it's an interesting story because as it goes on, you can see that Abraham has no clue what's going to happen. And this is one of his kind of shining moments in my opinion because listen it, it sounds strange to us now but in going back and reading this we realize that Abraham I think if you could understand through his words he has this word this words of concern like he's got like God God is going to prove himself God is going to show up he's going to show faithful because we find as we reread there in, in, in verses six through eight I'm only going to start in seven now it says Isaac spoke up and said to his father Abraham he says father Yes, my son. Abraham replied, there's the fire and we have the wood. But where, where's the lamb for the offering? This is at the point in verse 8 where I can imagine there's a pause. There's a long pause. And I can imagine Abraham clearing his throat a little bit. He says, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went up together. And we find out that that's exactly what God did. Abraham had to take what would have probably seen as the most insane step out of faith that he had. One of the most insane things he had to do in his entire life. But you know what is in the midst of that? When he had the faith to step out, guess what happened? God decided to prove himself. And he showed up. And he showed up in a big way. And he came through. I want to let you know today it's not too late for that for you in our lives. And one of the things that I want to read here, and we're going to get ready to have our families come up for our family dedication service here, but it's this, in Acts 17, verses 26 and 28. It says, For one man he made all nations. It says that they should inhabit the whole earth, and he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. And in verse 27 it says, God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out to him and find him Though he's not far away from any one of us. Verse 28 says, For in him we live and we move and we have our beings. We have our being. Listen, today I want to let you know that God, even though it might seem strange, he appointed a place and a purpose for you. He marked out your land and your territory. He's marked out, he's, he said, listen, there's a legacy in front of you. All you have to do is step out in faith and take it. And I'm so excited because I, I really think, in my opinion, that as we get ready to, to switch to this family dedication uh, part of the service, that I really think that that's what's happening today. I think we have families that have said, guess what? God has, has, has given me the opportunity to have these children. God has given me the opportunity to have the family that I have. We're going to stake a claim out and we're going to do that. 
so that we can reach out, we can find him because it is in him that we live and move and have our being. I want to ask if all the families uh, that are going to be kind of participating today, if you guys wouldn't mind coming up and if your children are up front here, we'll have them come up with you. And just if you don't know, we have, uh, we have stair access off both sides of the stage. They get to go walk all the way around. Let me tell you, it's a big place when you got to try to figure out how to get all the way up here. Come on over here, family. I want to uh, give you opportunity to learn a little bit, to get introduced to these families. And I'm going to let the people in the families do that because they're going to do it better than I can. Do you want to you talk? Now, don't preach. Oh, oh, uh, uh, I figured he's... She never talks. And Frank said that one time, that when we're together, I'm always doing the talking, so I've been trying to get her to talk. Doesn't work, but uh, we are the Knox. Um, we've been here for a little while now, but um, my wife, Ivana, is a sweet mom. And um, of course, this is Zechariah. Y'all know his crazy behind. Sometimes I want him on the altar block, but. Um, and then this is Cadence, the sweet baby, and I'm TJ. Hi, we're the Atkins family. This is my son, Liam, my husband, Phil, our daughter, Sadie, and then my mom and dad, Lisa and Larry. And we consider it, I consider it, one of the highest honors to be able to have wonderful children like this part of Discover Church. It brings joy uh, to me and to my wife. Hey, babe, how are you? It's good to see you down there. I just want to read to you guys though, uh, a quick scripture, and uh, this comes out of Deuteronomy chapter, chapter 6. It says this, it says, And you will love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your strength. And you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I am giving you today. It says, Repeat them again and again to your children. It says, Talk about them when you're at home and when you're on the road. It says, When you're going to bed and when you're getting up. It says, Tie them uh, to your hands and wear them on your forehead as reminders. It says, write them on the doorposts of your house and your gates. I just want to say it's su such an honor. And the reason, by the way, we, we call this family dedication is because we realize that sometimes we have babies and we're ready to do that. But sometimes we, because we've made some of our own decisions, we, we never took the time to do that when they were little. So we're saying family dedications because we're taking the opportunity today as a family to kind of proclaim that. We're going to write it on our doors and our doorposts. And I, I want to let you know today that you guys don't stand up here by yourselves, okay? You, you are not just your family and just your family, but you have us as family and we're family and that's part of what this is is this is a family dedication service because this is not only you saying that you are going to try to raise your children up in the ways of God to the best of your ability but guess what this is us as the body of Christ saying that guess what 
we're going to be here for you and we're going to support you every step of the way. We're going to do everything we can to make sure that you and your family succeed. We're going to cheer them on at the sports games and we're going to help learn. Uh, we're going to help teach them the lessons that they need to learn. And we're going to try to resource and equip you guys to be able to have that so that we can, guess what, so we can be able to grow up together and do life together. Do you want to share anything? No? Are you sure? Well, I just want to ask this. This would not be a family dedication when you just sitting there staring, looking at me, okay? Would you guys do me the incredible honor? Would you come, come forward up here to the front? Because we're going to take a few moments here. We're going to pray. We're going to anoint these families. And then uh, we're going to have an, a wonderful time. Today, as we do this, we realize that we're not only presenting ourselves and our children back to God, but we're coming to God praising him for what he's done in each of our lives we're taking the opportunity today to prophesy over the future of each and every one of these smiling faces up here and then we're also going to encourage the passing of generational blessings we talked a lot about abraham today and abraham uh he might have had some good stuff and some bad stuff that he passed down but guess what we want to make sure that today that we pass forward it's okay come on i don't spit or bike so come on come on come on up I might bite, but I'm not that hungry yet. Waiting for the bacon, that's right. That is right. Praise the Lord for bacon. But, uh, you got that? But would you guys, would you pray with us today? Would you pray with us as we pray over these families? And, uh, and, and just encourage, we're so excited for them. We're going to take the opportunity to anoint them with oil today. We're going to pray, okay, Zachariah? Heavenly, Heavenly God, we just want to, Thank you so very much, Father God, for the anointing, Father God, that you have on this family's life, Father God, for the fact that you have anointed them to be together, for, the, for you've anointed them and proclaimed them, Father God, your children, Father God, for a purpose. Lord God, you've decided that for such a time as this, that they're going to live here in Sussex County, Father God, that they're going to be able to proclaim and raise their children up, Father God, to learn about Jesus Christ and who he is, Father God. Lord, to be able to teach them, Father God, Lord, we thank you so very much, Lord God, for the anointing, Father God, that you've placed on this family, Father God. Lord God, we thank you for, for the heart, Father God. Lord, we thank you for the testimony, Father God, for the story, Father God, that you have done in them already, Father God. And Lord, we pray right now over these, these young children, Father God, Lord, that you're going to anoint them, that you're going to protect them, watch over them. Lord God, that you're going to watch over them with their, their family each and every step as they grow up, Father God. Lord, we know that our time, the times like this, they don't last very long, Father God. But Lord, we are so thankful for the family that is raised up around them to support them. We are so thankful, Father God, that you have provided the body of Christ here with us today. Lord God, and right now, Lord, even though we might not know what these young children, Father God, what they're going to grow up to be, we might not know what their profession is, Father God, but Lord, we know that you have a plan and a purpose for them, and that you have called them, and that they are masterpieces, Father God, designed by you. And Father, we are so thankful as we celebrate Father's Day, and for all of that, our fathers and grandfathers, and all those that are the men in our lives, Father God, for the, what they've done, Lord. We're so thankful that we can celebrate having a heavenly father that loves us as much as you do. A father that would take and put everything on the line for each and every one of us. Father, we just want to thank you. We give you the praise, the honor, and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you do me a favor and give everybody up on stage a little clap for them and tell them they did wonderful. Yeah. Zay says, yeah. We did it.
Well, as you as you guys are making your way back to your seats, we got a worship song that we encourage you to sing with us as we go back. <laughs> 